0: welcome to mahogany moms podcast my name is dr rochelle whitaker but you can call me dr shell i'm here to provide support and education on all things motherhood join me every other wednesday for encouragement inspiration and information as we dwell into health mental and physical education money and everything else that comes with this motherhood journey hi everyone i am dr rochelle whitaker educational psychologist and and today we have a special guest with us, <clears throat> Jamel McNally. She is the mom of five boys, and she's the mom of multiples. So today we're talking about moms of multiples. So help me welcome Ms. McNally. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm
1: good. How are you?
0: Good. How's your day been? <laughs> it's been all right. It's all okay. So, um, introduced them to you and told them that you're a mom of five boys, of which, okay. uh, also a pair of uh, multiples, right? Yes. So just tell us about yourself and your path to motherhood. Okay.
1: So I um, am an only child, so I never really thought much about, like, how many kids I wanted or anything like that. I just figured I'd figure all that out once I finally ever got married, and I also was, a uh, which you call, I guess, an old maid. So I didn't get married until I was 30, <laughs> which, you know, some of my older relatives definitely let me know it was a little late. But so I totally, when I went into marriage, I was thinking, I, you know, my doctor, my OB had already had the talk with me of like, you're going to be advanced, kind of in maternal age and all that stuff. Wow. So, at 30? Yeah, yeah. She had she was like, you know, if you want to have children, you have to start thinking about it and da 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 because I guess they started telling people that earlier because more people have fertility issues. So I was like, Okay, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, I'll probably have trouble getting pregnant. So I didn't even think about like, oh, I'll get my heart set on a number of kids. I was just like, Oh, I'm just gonna go into this and see what happens, right? <laughs> and so I got pregnant immediately, <laughs> immediately after I got married. And from that point on, I feel like the kids just kept rolling in. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> one of those like super planned people where we're like, oh, we planned to have this many kids and whatever. I think we were just exhausted and just not even paying attention. And we ended up with five kids. So <laughs> that's really my path to motherhood. And we had kids, uh, I feel every two years basically, for, you know, the past decade has kind of been spent just having kids. And so, what number are the twins? So, the twins, um, they were the third pregnancy. Okay. At the time when I got pregnant with them, I had a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I got pregnant with twins. Wow. (laughs) Right. Right. So, that wasn't expected. I had always said you know once you start having it's like I was like oh I want an even number of kids I always said Mm -hmm. I wanted an even number and so my husband was like no we're having three because he had three kids in his family so he thought that you know that's the perfect number of kids so I was like no I want an even number so I was like it would be funny if I got pregnant with twins and then it would be even ha 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 and I did (laughs) so (laughs) It wasn't planned at all. It was a total surprise, but yeah, it was, uh, the third pregnancy was twins, but then we had a surprise baby after that. So he, we got an odd number anyway. So. Well, it's not too
0: late. It's not too late to, to round it no, out. No.
1: No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Never. No, no, no.
0: What, um, Jamel did tell us was you used to, before pre pre kids pre-husband, you were a teacher. What grade did you teach? Yes,
1: I was an elementary school teacher, so I taught special education K-3 for the first part of my teaching career, and then I taught third grade and regular ed. So always the little kids, so elementary, third grade and under.
0: So you were well prepared for this family of five and these twins? You would think that,
1: But it turns out that actually parenting is way different than teaching and being able to send them home. So I was not prepared at all. I had no concept of what parenting was. And as a matter of fact, when I was teaching, I had a teammate next to me who was like, she was kind of in the throes of having little kids. She had a a 2 or 3 year old already and then she was pregnant while we were taught, teaching together and had another baby. And I never really understood her life and so after I had kids, <laughs> I called her and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, I didn't know what you were going through. I I really did not understand life of parents until I had kids. I didn't get it.
0: Right. It's, it's one of those things that you can tell somebody about but until yeah. you are actually doing it, it's it's just I have hard to... no
1: constitute. idea. Yeah. yeah. Whole different world.
0: So, motherhood has highs and lows. So, tell us about some of
1: the highs and some of the lows. Ooh, okay. So, the highs are, you know, all... It, it's a lot of fun. The kids say fun things. They point <laughs> out fun things. Seeing the world through their eyes um, helps you see things in a new way. Um, and I love that. It's definitely... It just... Uh, increases your sense of adventure and investigation, a lot of things that I never thought to go deeper into i 've gotten more involved in just because my kids were interested in it so just the adventure and the fun and the energy level of kids is is really the high seeing them achieve things and discover who they are. Those are the good moments. Like when they, when you see them finally master something or set a goal for themselves and really go after it, see them grow into the person they want to become. That's really the high. The lows are possibly like seeing some of your own bad traits manifesting your kids and not knowing how to, you know, handle that. So figuring out the best way to handle your own baggage, but then also try to parent them mm-hmm. um, and it. not put, not, not put any of your issues on them. Yeah. I joined this gentle parenting group online. You know, they say sometimes you need stuff, but you, <laughs> you hate it. So I'm like, I, I hate it, but I'm in the group. So they talk a lot about like your motivation for wanting to discipline your kids and, and stuff like that. Like why is what they're doing an actual problem? So I struggle a lot because I have five boys, but I was an only child. So I'm one of those people that when I put my thing here, I want it to be there. I want it to stay there. I don't like a lot of noise, you know, like I didn't think I had a problem with noise. I didn't think I had a problem with noise. But I didn't realize it until I was confronted with my children and being around the noise. So at school, I was like, I think at work when I was teaching, I expected the noise. I was okay with it. And I also got to go home and have control over my environment. So I realized how important control was to me. And that's been hard. That's been hard to adjust to sharing so much of myself all the time. And I think that's
0: interesting because I find that a lot of moms that are only children want to have big families. Not, not not that that's you, but a lot of moms say, "Oh, I want to have as many kids as I can." Because I didn't like yeah. being an only child, mm-hmm. so that's interesting. I don't think that they think about how that impacts you because yeah. you say like, you know, you like your stuff a certain way because you were an yeah. only child. You didn't have to share. Yeah. You have these kids, and they just kind of come and take over. And you have boys. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's different too.
1: I had no idea. My grandmother had five girls. So I was kind of, I was the first grandchild and the only one for a long time. So I kind of fell in line with my mom and her sisters. Mm-hmm. And I was used to very female energy. I, I didn't, um, my dad was not in the home with me when I was raised. So I had never lived with a man until I got married. Wow. And then adjusting to him and then right away I got pregnant. So Mm -hmm. then these boys, these little boys start rolling in and it was a whole lot of male energy in the house. So that, that was an adjustment. And so that, that's been hard, but I also, I'm trying to see lows. You asked me about the lows. Well, I did say that it's it's more Mm -hmm. like the discipline stuff and trying to, not uh, make sure your you know your kid won't be seeking therapy exclusively because of you. <laughs> but <laughs> that's that that would be it. Yeah, but I would say the 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 big adjustment has been getting used to boys, how they think, and working on my tolerance of people in my space. Okay. And I didn't realize that was a, a trigger for a long time. And I think it, I mean, really until like last year, I finally understood that I literally have issues with noise, overtouching. like I feel by the end of the day, I feel touched out, you know, <laughs> and uh, space and control issues.
0: But I think that it's good that you're bringing up some of those things because sometimes mom. You you may realize it, but then you feel guilty about it. So then you don't Mm -hmm. want to acknowledge it because you're like, well, I shouldn't. I should not want my kids to touch me, or I should not will not want them to be in my space. It's okay if that's how you feel. I mean, doesn't mean that you're preventing them from being your space. But everybody at some point needs like their own space. You know, you are your own person before you became a mom.
1: Yeah. Yep. For a long time, (laughs) for (laughs) for thirty years, I was by myself.
0: We'll be right back with more of today's episode of the Mahogany Moms Podcast. Are you a mom feeling overwhelmed? Stressed by your day-to-day task? We have just the theme. Burps, fibs, and breakdowns is a journal with filling prompts, checklists to make sure mom is taking care of herself, and tips sprinkled throughout from other moms. This is the perfect journal for moms of one or moms of many. To order our journal today, Go to podcast.com or click on the link in the show notes. Now let's dive back into the show. So looking back, what do you wish someone would have told you about motherhood or what would you tell, uh a woman that's like oh I want to become a mom or I'm thinking about becoming a mom what do you wish somebody would have told you or what would you tell her
1: um, I, I always tell people um, you know when they like if I have friends that are pregnant and they're about to like go into this thing it, that it's all consuming like it is all consuming you can't really imagine it but it is all consuming and You cannot compare your version of motherhood to anyone else's. No two motherhood journeys are going to look the same, and it's okay.
0: Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so how is it different mothering, being a mom of multiples?
1: Ooh. Okay, being a mom, and I feel like I have a unique perspective on that because I had singles before the twins, then I had the twins, and then I had another single afterwards. Mm -hmm. So the difference is you feel more utilitarian. So when I have one baby, I got to kind of have that one on one relationship that was like reciprocal and responsive to exactly what that child was doing. Mm-hmm. But when I had two, I couldn't engage as deeply with them. I, I I could not. I had to stay focused on the functional need. Like, what does this child need right now? Oh, I have to feed them both. I got to do that. I got to change them both. I got to do that. I got, you know. So now that they're older and I can deal with them more one-on-one, that it's it gets better. But when they were babies, I definitely feel like I couldn't, individualize them as much as i would have liked to individualize their needs and that's the other thing with twins you compare a lot Mm -hmm. um and it's very hard to start thinking about okay them as separate people and what they can do my twins had um a slight speech delay and so they had um services when they were like two years old and even when they would have those therapies and I would have to answer questionnaires or whatever, I would always struggle to see which child is doing what, (laughs) you know, like did, is he, you know, can he hop on one foot? Or is that the other one? Is that, you know, so, um, really just separating them, um, and appreciating who they are as individuals is you have to force it. Like you have to really force it and, and not think of them as a package. Mm -hmm. all the time Um, now
0: your twins are fraternal
1: right they're fraternal yes. yes okay
0: so do they because you you have singles before and after do they act
1: like twins to you not really not really they have very different personalities and um they definitely um one is more dependent on the other that one is very independent and one is more dependent on his brother. Um, but having the older brothers around definitely kind of forced them out of their, you know, tight dependent bond because they had other brothers to be friends with. Um, definitely. Now that they're getting older, they've kind of paired up with the other brothers. My husband is also a twin. Huh, uh, interesting. Yeah. He's a, he's a fraternal twin as well. And I feel like a, they are similar to the relationship he has with his brother where ah. they're, they're, com- they're comforted by having one another around, mm-hmm. but they look outward. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, you know what? I've always heard that if you're a twin, you're unlikely to have twins, but if you have like a, a sibling, they're more likely to have the twins than you are. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah. So, um, My, the doctor said that, you know, if you think about it scientifically, it it definitely has to do with how a woman's body drops eggs, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was more so because I was old, (laughs) because I was older. So um, the twins, you know, have nothing to do with him, really. It's it's more so that I was advanced maternal age. So (laughs) that's what they said. (laughs)
0: Okay. Yeah. So do you think it's different parenting or do you think it's different mothering as an African-American woman?
1: Oh, yes, 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 (laughs) yes. I think there's more stress. I mean, motherhood is stressful, but I think being, you know, black in America, there's definitely more stress. We definitely have to be more cautious about, Every single decision we make from schools to what our kids are wearing to looking at the diversity in our church and our, you know, our neighborhood, you know, their safety is at issue. Yes. So that is just a baseline, higher stress level that we're always contemplating and considering. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my kids are all tall for their age. So I'm keenly aware that they can be perceived as older than they are Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and concerned about their behavior outside because of that, because, you know, I constantly see young black boys get accused of more Mm -hmm. malicious acts because they look older and people perceive them as a threat. So I think absolutely it's more stressful being um, an African-American parent because, you know, we're just up against so much in this country. Mm I would agree. So I
0: try to—I won't say disengage, but because I'm a mom of boys too, mm-hmm. there's so much that you see and you read about all the time that I try to sometimes disengage because I don't—I want my boys to be safe, but I also want to give them some freedom to explore. Yeah. But if I keep reading stuff, then it yeah. makes it hard to to say you can do this because I'm like, yeah, exactly.
1: I definitely um have some control issues with that as well. I, I keep them pretty close. I don't really trust a whole lot of people with my kids, which is not a good thing because we don't get a break. You know, it's usually just, just me or my husband with them. But, you know, that's kind of, I feel like until they learn some personal protections and how to move in this world in a way that keeps them safe, we have to still keep them close and coaching them through it. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share about being a mom of
1: multiples that we haven't covered? The decision that I'm coming up on soon, I'll be looking at next year, is whether or not to separate them in school uh-huh. and um, how that impacts them. So I'll probably be embarking upon a lot of reading about, you know, the pros and the cons of that.
0: Does a school give you an option? Because in the, in the yeah. past, I've known schools that they want... They strongly discourage parents from having twins
1: in the same class. They definitely do give you an option, but they do discourage it as well. However, I, you know, I'm not sure. For me, practically, it would be easier if they were in the same class mm-hmm. because I already have to keep up with different teachers. Right. So, like, last year, my kids were in, like, three different schools, and that's challenging. But when they, you know, go to kindergarten, then it'll be just two different schools because all of them will be in elementary and then the baby will still be at the, the school they go to now. But, so that would be one less teacher to kind of figure things out for, mm-hmm. which is a consideration. It sounds selfish, but when you have a lot of kids, it's something that crosses your mind. But also... You know I, I want them to develop individually but I also like the idea of them being together to you know have a, a friend and a protection you know to, to figure things out or they can always tell me what happened to the other one so mm-hmm. it's hard to let that go yeah um, so yeah but otherwise multiples are, are fun uh, <laughs> as they're a lot of work but
0: yeah once you get out the baby stage they become more fun right yes for sure Yes. <laughs> And so if people want to get in contact with you, so Jamil is a, a beauty counter specialist, right? Um, yeah,
1: consultant, yeah.
0: Consultant. So tell us about beauty counter while we're wrapping up.
1: Part of my life is I'm a definitely earthy girl. I, I, I garden and I'm into organic and holistic things. So um, I stumbled upon beauty counter through a friend because we we're talking about... Um, baby products and the safest baby products and so through research i looked and they had really developed kind of the safest baby line i felt and so my friend called me and she was a part of the company and we talked more about it and one thing that i love about it is it kind of really matches my personality yeah. and my goals and interests the company is a certified b Corps so they put planet and people over profit and then they also have eliminated 1,500 potentially harmful ingredients. So I talk to people basically about using safer products on anything that they put on their skin. I've changed, made that change with my family. And I feel like it's important, especially for minorities, because we have a higher toxic load. And that affects our kids. It affects our fertility, our health, in a lot of different ways that people don't really know until you, you know, get to talking to them. So that is something that I do in addition to kid stuff. <laughs> so that's an interesting balance as well. So
0: you're managing, I won't say juggling, mm-hmm. managing five boys total, a set of multiples, and being a beauty consultant.
1: Yes, yes, and yes, wife. In a wife. Yes. A wife. yes. Um, scheduling is a big deal around here. <laughs> It's the source of a lot of discussions. (laughs) My husband is definitely a very, I'll say he's like a a serial committer. He likes to get into a lot of things. (laughs) So that's always a a constant discussion when you have lots of kids is um, juggling activities. And it's, it's challenging because, hey, if you have one kid who's really great at soccer and you have another one who's really great at baseball and you have one that's really interested in, taking a cooking class or whatever. When you have one child, you can kind of indulge a lot of their, their interest. And, right. you know, you can kind of, it's easy to meet them where they, you know, it, anything that sparks their interest. When you have five, you have to make choices. And so that comes with a lot of guilt as well. And, you know, a lot of discussions about, well, that's not fair because he got to do this and this child should get to do this. And, you know, so that's a consideration for people that are going to have lots of children is that (laughs) I didn't think about that ahead. Not that it would have changed anything about how many kids I had, but how many activities kids do these days. And there's a lot of pressure on moms, on parents in general, to put your kids in a lot of different things. I feel like a lot of moms feel that. You feel the pressure to have your kid at the best school have them in you know has your kid you know learn to swim as an infant have they done, you know there's a lot of pressure on moms to do things like early and do the most you know mm-hmm. and i would say when you have more kids you got to back away from that you you can't listen to that because you have to realize when people say you should be doing this you should be doing that you should a lot of those people don't have as many kids as you so you got to you got to work within your bandwidth.
0: Okay. Food for thought. I want to thank you for coming, um, for speaking to the people, for sharing your story about being a mom with multiple. How, how can other moms reach you if they want to get in contact
1: or have questions? Um, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so, um, I'm Jamel McNally on Facebook and S-A-H-M boss, Stay at home mom boss on Instagram. So, um, yeah, so just look me up, uh, you know, DM me or private message or whatever. And I'll be happy to answer any questions or give anybody a word of encouragement if I can.
0: All right. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your
1: story. Okay, thank you for having me. Sure.
0: That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Mahogany Moms podcast with me. If you like the podcast, please show your support by sharing it and leaving a review. If you'd like to learn more about us, go to mahoganymomspodcast.com. Until next time.